Okay. Five, four, three, two. Welcome back, everybody, to a, another edition of Three in the Key podcast. I'm with you as always, your host, Shane, joined by my two buddies, Brandon and John. Brandon, how was your week? Week's good. Um, yeah. Uh, enjoying everything post-Thanksgiving. Came back in the swing of uh, everyday life. But, you know, I just wanted to shout out Shane's smooth voice when he introduces the pop. It's just so sensual. I love it. But, uh, John, how was your Thanksgiving? How are you doing? <laughs> Thanksgiving was great. It is a very smooth, smooth jazz type of voice from Shannon. <laughs> I always love to hear it. Uh but yeah, all good. Finally getting back to normal after the chaotic week last week. So just talking some NBA. Yeah. How you doing, Shanner? Doing great. Um I hope uh I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Definitely battling a little bit of a sore throat, so got a little bit more uh bass this week. But you know, we, we power through. Um let's talk recent news in the NBA, right? Like so to start off, LeBron is in health and safety. Does is this gonna you know affect the Lakers long term? How long is this gonna go on, Brennan? What are your thoughts? I mean, sound the alarms. This, this is a uh, pretty crazy that he just got put in health and safety protocols as of this afternoon. I think they were even teasing him being out for another reason, but the 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 positive test must have come positive must have come back positive multiple times before they finally let it um, out that he's actually uh, – he must have COVID. Uh, they haven't said it uh, that I've seen, but um, it's going to affect the Lakers for sure. You know, they, um, they, they've already been struggling, and uh, LeBron is very tactical with his time off, and this is out of his control. And that's, you know, if, if anyone that's listening to this knows, LeBron likes to be in control of, of about everything around him. So uh, – I think it's gonna gonna definitely hurt the Lakers, and I I don't think um, they have the firepower right now to really just count, carry through everything without any issues. They're they're gonna maintain their uh, middle of the road uh, five hundred team probably until he gets back. And you know Anthony Davis has been banged up recently. I know he was sick. He was hurt a little bit. Um, Westbrook, <laughs> if we're gonna put a little icing on this cake, uh, Westbrook has been playing pretty Westbrooky with some triple-doubles and definitely averaging close to a triple-double. So um, I, I think not all is okay in Lakerland. And LeBron in health and safety is just another uh, another example of that it's not in their control anymore. It's it's something that they're, they're, they could be spiraling. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I agree. It's definitely not a good thing. Um, but, I mean, he is fully vaccinated. It's going to be crazy because now you have this, like, other strain or whatever. So I wonder how much that – like affects the whole league, but anyway, if it is COVID, but I I think they're screwed for the short term. But I do like what you said about him uh, getting his rest, although on a more timely basis uh, under his controls, he does need to rest. So maybe he just takes this five ten days, whatever it is, off. Um, yeah. Gets right and hopefully they survive. But they're playing five hundred with him, so I doubt they're going to be five hundred without him. Yeah, that that hurt. It's also a little interesting in terms of opponent stats, right? Like, so this goes by like teams who let up the most points. Two of them are actually pet teams of the pod. So the Lakers of 28, they let up 114 points a game. The Hornets, my pet team, 
114.9 points a game. And the Memphis Grizzlies, Brendan's pet team, 115.6 points a game. So uh, we're not lighting up, uh, you know, the defensive side of the ball. Do you guys know what the safety protocols are, though? Like, I know the NFL is if you get a negative test, if you're vaccinated, like, within 72 hours or something, you can play again. Yeah, I, I know what it is. Um, so, I, in fantasy, I have Joel Embiid. So, I, I just went through this with him. It's 10 days or two negative tests. And, we, and I think they have to be 24 hours apart from each other. So, you have to be, like, very negative or you have to be 10 days removed. And, and I think also have two negatives. So, maybe it's just purely two negatives. Um, I don't know. If, Shane, are you able to look that up at all? I, I, I know that that's what happened with Joel. Joel, though, to, to what John was talking about with, with LeBron, Joel ended up missing another week. And and the question here that I have I don't have the answer to, but he missed another week. He said in, in an interview publicly that he felt like he wasn't even sure he was going to make it, that he was so sick. And that's why he missed an extra whole week. So I think he missed about three weeks total um, based on uh, just, just off COVID. I think that it, if it goes badly, then it's not really resting. But then the other side of this is that Joel was was having those knee pains before he went on um, COVID leave, and he came back and he looks pretty good. So I don't know, I don't know exactly how this is all working out. If they're if they kind of milked it a little bit and said that he was out for COVID still, when he really may have also been, you know, rehabbing that knee more. But it's it's a it's a, it's a balance. Um. Yeah. So in terms of you know, I was able to look it up quickly those who are fully vaccinated will not be required in most cases to quarantine though. They need seven days of testing unvaccinated players flagged by contact tracing will need to quarantine for seven days. Um, and before the season, the NBA released that they had 90% of the league was vaccinated. So, I mean, we, we know like the four most publicized players that were against was Kyrie Jonathan Isaac, Bradley Beal, and Andrew Wiggins. Um, Wiggins obviously got vaccinated. Unsure about Beal and um, Isaac, but we know Kyrie. I think, still I think Beal's a no-go. Yeah. But interesting how that's uh, still affecting the league. I mean, uh, we already talked about Embiid, but he, he came back. His first game back, he had a huge game, and that, that's, that was just this past weekend, and I was, I was pretty stoked as a fantasy owner. For him to just go for like 46 points, double overtime game. Um, maybe it wasn't quite 46. It might be 42 points or maybe 46 minutes. But either one of those, it was really amazing to see him come back from COVID and, and do that well. And then Vucevic is another player that, that stands out to me as um, just being out of COVID. He came back and also had an insane game um, last night. So, so Vucevic, uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope these guys, you know, are vaccinated, don't get the symptoms too bad. And then are able to come back healthier and, and feel good at least if, if that's a little bit of a, um, a silver lining. Yeah. Vooch is a super important player to the bulls as well. Like, you know, he's obviously their best big man. They have, um, they have a nice, uh, everyone's gelling there in Chicago, you know, Levine, Lonzo ball, DeMar DeRozan's playing at an all NBA level. Um, but Vooch last night, 30 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, two blocks. That's, uh, that's what they need from him. Yeah, so I mean, if he's, do, if he's doing that, they're scary. Uh, did either of you – it's crazy that I didn't notice this. Did either of you see who actually covered 
for Vooch when he was out. Like, who was playing big man for the Bulls when they were still doing pretty well? They, they, we, we talked about how if he went out, they would have no big men after um, their. Uh, well, I'm blanking out his name right now. Their power forward, um, Derek Jones. No, um, Alizé Johnson or no, no. You're talking about the actually. You're talking about the guys who did cover the one who was out for the season. That was Patrick um, Williams. Patrick Williams. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it was Al- Alizé Johnson and. Um, that, that, that's, yeah, I'm surprised and they made it through it all. Derek Jones and Tony Bradley played really well too. Like they kind of just pieced it together. I don't know. They're an interesting team. Like I'm kind of excited to see what they do. Like Derek Jones is so skinny, but like very important to them as like a stretch four, and he can dunk on pretty much anybody. So, I mean, they did have a pretty tough stretch without. They lost to the Pacers, got smacked by them, and then they lost to the Rockets. It stink. So they, uh, I mean, okay. So what we thought happened. Yeah, right. Back on the feet now, but yeah. John, definitely glad to have him back. John, you make a um a good point with uh the Rockets. So did you guys see what happened last night with the Rockets? They um (laughs) they helped Kevin Porter Jr get a triple double. Uh, it reminded me of like when Ricky Davis grabbed his own rebound to get a triple double when he yeah, played for the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, uh, Michael Porter Jr. or Kevin Porter Jr. Sorry. Had 11 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. And the rebound was his teammate. It was coming down. Game's almost over. He slapped it right to him. They all let the ball roll on the floor and screamed at Kevin Porter Jr. run over and get his 10th rebound. So I did see this, and it was Alperin Shagun and uh, that, that slapped it. And, like, good for Alperin for being, like, a nice, I guess, rookie and, like, playing his part. But it officially answers the question, fantasy-wise, of whether the slap counts as a rebound, and it didn't, which I think it should. A controlled slap should count as a rebound. Yeah, but that wasn't a controlled, controlled slap. That wasn't like when uh, Tyson Chandler was just bombing it back oh. to the Knicks. Wait, it was just as controlled as that. He's he like literally like like volleyballed it uh, up. He just right, stopped right it. Porter. He just stopped it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, either way, well, any thoughts on uh, this, this like stat padding? This is like this I is think like, it's epic. Much for a team that over. has nothing going on. I think it's epic. <laughs> Get the fans involved. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, <laughs> and it it was also the Rockets are in the basement, and they were playing another basement dweller, the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Rockets won one hundred two to eighty nine. Thunder are six and fourteen. Rockets are four and sixteen. It's it's nice to watch a toilet bowl every now and then. Every now and then, I, I, I'm interested in what the Rockets are going to do. The, the big news for the Rockets is that they uh, just moved Christian Wood over to center, <laughs> and they've looked better. And Christian Wood is going off. He he's looking like a man possessed. Um, no Daniel Tyson is a way to take his rebounds and points and everything. So um, I don't know. I, I kind of – I really hope – I'm going to put this out there. I hope that John Wall gets the play for the Rockets and somehow they actually are decent. Like, uh, and I, I don't know. It sounds like they'll never do that, but that would be fun. And they wouldn't be, like, good in the West, really, but they, they'd end up, you know, at least just being more entertaining to watch. 
Well, yeah. On to Christian Wood, you know, he's averaging 16.8 points, 11.8 rebounds. He's he's an interesting stretch five. Like, he's not – no one's going to confuse him with Anthony Davis, but would he be a guy that you would want on your team, John? 26 years old. Uh, yeah, I think he's a good player. I mean, actually, like, there's rumors going around now that the Rockets would be interested in getting offers for him. So – depending on how bad it goes, because I don't think they'll be able to re-sign him when he does become a uh, free agent. be interesting to see what actually happens there, because they like they need pieces, and, and he's a good player, but I don't know. Can't build around him, I don't think. I would definitely take him if you're a contender. Like, if you're the Nuggets now with all their injuries, I'd have a good look at him. Oh. Yeah. I mean, tough for the Nuggets, though, because it seems like – it seems just right now, of a short sample size, that he's better at center. So, like, maybe some team – what if the Bulls? And I know we actually like we've been throwing on the Bulls, like getting changed. Yeah, yeah. Early but um, they, they need a big man, and we'll see who's around come like playoff time. But that that could be someone that you go for, even just in a big man. He he looks good. He, I think he'd be good on a good team. Bulls. Yeah, I agree with that. He'd be good on a good team. Bulls should just trade a pick and the corpse of Patrick Williams for. Uh... <laughs> I mean, Christian the, the Bucks just got Cousins, but he would been, he would have been good there, I think, too. He would have been, but Cousins can only play ten minutes a game. Like, I, it's like a nice story. It's good to see Boogie get up and down the court, but there there's not much substance there, right? Like, do you guys think he could turn it around and be an impactful player on a playoff team? I think you might have used the wrong term to say that it's good to see Boogie go up and down the court. That's the worst part of his game. He can barely <laughs> get up and down the court. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty uh, close to going to that uh, three-on-three league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd love to see him in the half court, so the three-on-three league would probably do him, do him well. Um, I, I, I hope he does well. You know, he's someone that – I think this is what you're getting at, Shane. Sorry to poke fun. But I, I feel like uh, he, he's someone that was so, so good. He was so, so talented back when, when he was at the peak of his powers. I mean, the, the him and Anthony Davis um, uh, Pelicans, right? They, 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 that was yeah. looking like a team that was unbeatable, and then he just can't move anymore. So I just hope that he's able to court. I don't know. He, he reminds me of Stoudemire. I think Stat was actually better, but, um, you know, Stat, I, I always rooted for him to at least be able to move around because they're just guys that add – yeah, well, it sounds like if this doesn't work out, he's got a future in the big three, and he can play with Joe Johnson and Glenn Big Baby Davis. So that would be good to watch. Um, but let's talk. So we're talking about injured players, right? And we're talking about um, guys who used to be peak of their powers. Like, let's talk about you know one or two other guys that kind of have been their star is kind of you know dimming. Kemba Walker. So Kemba, uh, you know, was let go. He was traded from Celtics to the Thunder in the offseason and then was able to sign a two-year, I think, $20 million contract or might have been a little bit more with the Knicks. Um, But he was supposed to be their starter. And Coach Tom Thibodeau just benched him and said he's out of the rotation for the future. Um, What what do you think about that, John? Uh, I like it. Uh, I mean – the Knicks needed a shake-up. I don't necessarily agree that they should have put Burks there, but that's a different conversation. Uh, listen, he wasn't playing well. 
Uh, and it was two years, 18 million. But he wasn't playing well. Uh, he's got like the lowest numbers for his career. He's still shooting 40% for three. So if he keeps working on that, he does probably get back into the rotation as a three point guy. But like that was Tibbs' big knock last year, right? He wouldn't take out, out he wouldn't take uh, Peyton out, out of the lineup, but he sucked. So good on Tibbs for finally realizing that he had to make his shake up, and he did. So let's see how it goes. Can't get much worse. Yeah. Needed to take him out of it for defensive reasons, but if you if yeah. you watch like it, it, it sucks, but Kim Walker is not the actual not even not even half the player he was in his peak. Like he just isn't the player he was. Yeah. He, he can't jump that high. He can't move as well. Um, I think it's good to to make the move. I think it, it's a it's important um, important to show to like the young guys on the team. Uh, interested to see. I think Burks is just like the stop. Um, right now at point guard because he's the the veteran. He can he can play. Burks can play. Like Burks no is great. I just don't think he's a point guard. Yeah, he's not. He's not a natural point guard. And I, I've been watching the game tonight against the Nets, and he, um, you know, he. I think he's still getting comfortable or, or understanding what a point guard does. So he's like taking some shots I don't think he would normally done. He's trying to figure out how to handle the ball. But um, just going back to Kemba, I think it, he is someone that I expect to take this well and be a team first guy. So I, I want it to, to end up in the long run being a great move. And I, I think there's, there's the possibility of being a really good move. It's just the problem of uh, if there, you know, if there's like disconnect, discontent in the locker room, or if there's something to do with um, like, maybe, maybe Kemba really lost it and then they can't trade him. And that, that's where my biggest issue is like, if they need a point guard, if Thibs needs a point guard, there, it's not on the it's not on the roster right now. Like it's not Rose, it's not quickly. They're not like if we're talking Eastern Conference Finals or even just like number four seed, number five seed. Like I don't think they're the point guards you need right now. They're perfect backup, perfect fill in. But uh, if we're gonna really make a splash as the Knicks, and I think Kemba either has to step it up. Be able to play half the game ineffectively, or they have to they have to make a big move. Yeah, I mean more to that though. Quickly, he's only his second year. I would love to see him get. I mean, he's been getting more burn recently, but I would love to see him give the be given the opportunity to uh, step into that starting feature role. It's not going to happen overnight, but I think he has the potential to be. Uh, so, so I, I I feel that if you were to take quickly. And like ideal, his 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 best case scenario of with his, with his talents. Do you imagine him as a point guard, starting point guard in the NBA, starting shooting guard in the NBA, or six man of the year as a as a peak? I, I I'm really I'm in, super interested. I think he's better than a six man of the year, uh, and I think I, I mean it depends on the team that you're around too, right? Like I think on this team, he doesn't have to really like he can be a pesky defender. Uh, Tibbs already said he likes his defense. I think that he can be a decent starting point guard, but he doesn't have to be the main focus of the offense. Yeah, I, I don't think he's an all-star in the league, but I think he's a capable starter. Um, I would actually put Burks to two and run quickly at the one and put Forney's ass on the bench. I know we were horny for Forney earlier in the year, but he has been terrible. He's he's really tailed off. I I like that idea. I like Alec Burks. He's a veteran. He was a former lottery pick too, and he's been in the league a while. And Tibbs loves guys like that, like team first guys. And 
Yeah. That's why he loves Derrick Rose and, and Taj Gibson too. Like it's a good culture that the Knicks have. I agree. Um, I just don't want to sideline quickly as like a combo guard or a six man. Like I want him to get some shine as the point guard and see what happens. Cause you never know. He's only his second year. I am concerned about him being a combo guard or even like a Colin Sexton guard. I, I that's a concern I have. I, and I think yeah, it's Burks, valid, but you're not going to know until will he play, plays. And at least with Burst, like as a Thibs guy, as you guys were saying, he would play 45 minutes, no question asked. <laughs> he'll, yeah, that's he'll, great. He'll, he'll, he'll do it all. Yeah. All right. Enough Knicks. Let's go on to another uh, star who's dimmed. Blake Griffin is being benched and out of the rotation for LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, thoughts? LaMarcus Aldridge is a 20,000-point uh, scorer, so he's put himself in the history books. And Blake Griffin was a dynamic athlete that injuries caught up to him, and he got paid a lot of money. What uh, What do you guys think of that benching? I think it was uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I think that's going to flip-flop all year between the two of them. I don't see it being uh, – I think Blake Griffin is what he is, and he knew what he was getting, and he had a couple good moments uh, when he dunked the ball, when there was a prop bet on him dunking his first play with the Nets. Like, he's, he's an exciting guy, but, like, I don't know. LaMarcus probably makes more sense for them just on, like, game alone. He doesn't have yeah. the explosiveness anymore. So, it's, like – He's flame, he flamed down on the Pistons. He's a flame out here. That's what his career is now. If he wasn't, on the, be, if he wasn't on the Nets, he wouldn't be talked about. So, Wow. Wow. Shots. That's true, though. Like, but I like that you broke the explosiveness because I think they probably both have equal amount of explosiveness currently. But yeah, one but has never had explosiveness. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So. <laughs> so he's used to it. He knows how to play. Like, Lamar's all I think yeah. the other thing that was surprising to me is that Aldridge is 36 and Griffin's only 32. That's crazy. They're four years apart and Aldridge seems to be better right now. And he was out of the league last year. He like retired. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Blake Griffin was talked about to be Space Jam 2 for a while. People forget, but this pod <laughs> doesn't. All right. On to the next. Um, John Morant just had an injury you know rising star we've talked about him on previous pods um you know he was saying that this was his year and you know he got injured last year is he avoided a significant knee injury but he's expected to miss at least a couple of weeks do you guys think that this affects the grizzlies um for the season in terms of trying to make playing game or playoffs i'll jump in quick because they're my pet team this clearly hurts their uh, their ability to make the playoffs. They're 10-10 right now. Eighth in the West. Sounded pretty good. Um, it depends how much time he misses and, you know, knee injuries. If you're the Grizzlies right now, how could you not play it safe with John Morant? John Morant's the only reason anyone's talking about you at all. So uh, I would play it safe and have him missing at least a week or two more than what they're saying right now. And um, – from there, we'll we'll see what, if they make a splash. I, I still think they're my pet team. I still think they're going to be able to make the playing game. But as the eight seed with Morant playing like an MVP, I don't see them being any better than a playing team with Morant missing significant time. John? Yeah, I mean, they're giving the Raptors a run right now. They're up three on them in the third. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, why, why risk it with John Morant? He's your future. He is like uh, – 
confident in himself. So he's, you got to protect him against himself. So if he has to sit next week, he's got to sit next week. Luckily, I mean, from what you read, it looks like he avoided the major devastating knee injury and he should be able to come back. So whatever, if that's January 1st or January 15th, like Brendan said, they might make the eight seed playing game. You don't lose much, but let them sit and get fully healthy versus him missing all next year. Yeah, it will be fun to see him back. League's more entertaining when he's playing. Um, now we're on to Joe Harris injury. Does this affect the Nets? So Joe Harris is missing four to eight weeks um, for an ankle surgery he just got today. I mean, I think it has to, right? What do you think, Brennan? I mean, I, I think it, it has to, but uh, from what I saw earlier tonight with with – the Nets versus the Knicks. James Harden looks like he's coming back. And when we're talking about James Harden and Kevin Durant, who cares about Joe Harris? So I think um, if he, if Joe Harris is able to come back, even by an all-star break, I know it's like a ways away, so I'm sure he will be able to. I think the Nets are going to be just fine. I mean, they're currently number one in the East. I, I don't, I don't, I think they're going to be top two in the East, no matter what. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I mean, still, he was like the third weapon now that Kyrie's out, right? So at some point, Durant and Harden are going to need rest days. But uh, yeah, who's shooting threes for the Nets? That, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. He's <laughs> like, he's there. Well, Durant and Harden, obviously, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like at some point, when you play the better teams, uh, including the Knicks, aren't one of them because they can't do anything tonight. But, um. They're going to need another guy, and he was supposed to be that guy. So, we'll see. So, yeah. what, are you, what are you other Nets doing? I mean, just give Patty Mills the rock. <laughs> Let him shoot. He's 3 for 11 tonight against the Knicks, so 2 for 10 from 3. So, <laughs> not doing great. The, the guy that's interesting that, you know, this will – he has 12 points off the bench right now is their first-round pick, um, Cam Thomas. From LSU, um, he he could be an intriguing guy. You know, they got they have some players on the bench, like some has beens, and then some guys that I'd like to see Bruce Brown do more. Um, but maybe Cam Thomas, that guy that fills the void. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep in the nets. I know like Bembry has been getting some love. Um, not not my favorite player, but he he's someone that you'll the listeners out there will start seeing his name around a lot more. He um, he kind of is just that 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 backup small forward shooting guard guy that you know get gets stuff done, but is never never going to be good enough to really be an impactful starter. Yeah, DeAndre Bembry has uh, shades of Ronnie Brewer. You know, he's he's like a Great guy that's on the uh, on the bench, comes off, tries to give you six points and decent defense, and that's all you can ask. Um, but okay, so on to um, you know this is huge. We talked about it a little bit, but Michael Porter Jr. just signed a huge contract extension in the off season, um, looking to pull up that. Uh, exact money, but he got back surgery again, his second back surgery. So he's definitely out for the whole year. And this is going to hurt their cap and their chances of playoffs because Jamal Murray's also out for the year. What are you guys' thoughts? Wait, Jamal Murray's out for the year? Or no, 
yeah. He's, he's not back. back yet. Yeah, okay. Not bad. He's like uh, April. Okay. He's like April, yeah. April, that late shit. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, this one hurts. That sucks. We were talking about it earlier uh, off the pod, but uh, the NBA used to have this amnesty clause baked into the uh, old CBA. Maybe the uh, Nuggets tried to bring that back. They get rid of this, this money they own. What do you think, Proper? I mean, that's the only way I can imagine the uh, them getting off this. I, I I just can't believe it. It's like watching a, a car crash in slow motion. Like, we all knew he had injuries. He missed the game. He played a couple games well last year. Gets a ton of money ahead of time. And we all just watched the car crash. And, and I think we're all just in disbelief still. It, it's like this young, promising player may never be good, ever. He may never actually be good. So... Um, he just got paid five years, uh, hundreds, hundred something million dollars, so. hundred hundred and seventy two point five million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So amnesty sounds good right now. I think there's going to be <laughs> some some uh, arguments for that in the next uh, CBA, but the next CBA is not for two years. So it seems like at least two years, Jokic is just going to be having a rough time, and I'm pretty sure he becomes a free agent after two years. So there'll be a a lot for Denver to think about. I, I'm. I'm not too ha- – I mean, it, it sucks, right? I hate injuries. I think we've made it clear on this podcast. Um, I, it's tough to see something that seems so long-term. Uh, back back injuries, back surgery, never good. So just just hoping that – honestly, as much as I don't like him really as a player and as a person, but I, I hope that they uh, – I hope that he has the best recovery of anyone who's ever had back surgery and, and, and we can see him play some good ball. Yeah, it's his third back surgery – Hopefully a third time's the charm. Okay, on <laughs> to Jalen Suggs. He uh, broke his thumb. We don't have to belabor this too much. He was the fifth overall pick this year. He's, you know, he's playing okay. He's a rookie, 20 years old. Fractured thumb should be out for a while. Do you guys think that this affects him long-term at all? No, right? No. No, no. I think Orlando's probably, like, fine. Like, let him sit out. Just like we were saying, like, maybe have him sit another two weeks out and get completely healthy before uh, they get another lottery pick. They're in dead last. They don't care. Yeah. All right. Zion Williamson, uh, out of the banquet hall and onto the court. (laughs) He's cleared to fully practice. Uh, They don't have a return date yet, but this is promising. He's able to do full court four-on-four. Uh, from that fractured foot and, you know, kind of, let's see, what what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's good for them. But what do you say, Brennan? No, I, I just think it's going to be tough. Um, you know, I think it's still a longer road than anyone walks ahead of him. Uh, I just, like, I think this is the beginning of his, like, fitness journey, and uh, we'll see how long it takes. Yeah, it's going to be uh, more about him getting in shape than anything else. Well, can't wait to watch this edition of NBA's Biggest Loser, starring Zion Williamson. Um, I'm DeMarcus Cousin. Ooh, that would be a good battle. (laughs) Two heaviest guys in the league. Uh, Clay Thompson is playing in the G League. It's what the people want. John, how excited are you to see Clay Thompson uh, rip it up again, if healthy? Uh, I love Clay Thompson's game, so I am excited. I think it's great that he's coming back. Question is, does he have a spot on the team? Like, do you come back to a team that's only lost two games this year? And what if they start losing? Then uh, it's Clay Thompson's fault. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough for him. I think for for Clay, he is playing the G League right now, which means he was cleared for full practice, like, 
weeks ago. I love to compare that to Williamson, right? So he's not coming back play until like near Christmas. That means it's been like a month and a half since he was cleared for practice. I think that's actually being nice. So Williamson's not going to be back for another month and a half. No, soon. see, I disagree. I think Clay Thompson had a much more significant couple injuries than Zion. I, 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 I see what you say. I think they are definitely more significant injuries. But then if you look at the overall just stories around them, with Williamson being 300-plus pounds and having a foot injury, that could be a career-ender. And then yeah, but they're saying they hope that, they're hoping Zion plays early December. If he's out until a month and a half, then forget about it. Uh, that That's where my money my, money my money's on a month plus. My money's on a month plus. I don't think Williams is coming back that soon. Um, but uh, just getting back to Clay, I think Clay uh, just hit like a, a – I saw something before that we did the pod. He hit the game-winning three-pointer in like a practice scrimmage or something. <laughs> I know – I watched the clip. It wasn't good defense. It, no one was even near him, but he uh, he's getting there. I, I think Clay's going to come back and be him. Definitely on offense. I think the question's just always been on defense. If he can be, you know, I, I hope no one forgot, but he was in uh, he was awesome. all NBA caliber. Yeah, all NBA caliber defender. And I think that's something that just can't get lost on like his impact on the game. He needs to be a defender. Nobody yeah. wanted him on the Knicks more than Francesa. Never forget. Uh, the Pope. Um, yeah, Clay hasn't played since game six of the 2019 finals. Suffered an ACL injury in that game, took his free throws, which was epic, then left the court. People forget. And then tore his Achilles um, prior to last season. So excited to have him in the preseason. So excited to have him uh, back. And then, you know, um, just kind of excited to see with, you know, these people coming back from injuries. I know, uh, Brendan, do you have a little bit of a segment or a game for? the pod oh my god if anyone's listening to this uh, pod they know i love my games so this one's a little more of a a collaborative game i i i figure we've uh we've had to play against each other in enough things for now and i'm incredibly excited about the golden state phoenix game tonight golden state is 18 and 2 everyone knows about it we just talked about them with clay phoenix 17 and 3 not getting the shine they deserve. One game back on Golden State. And if they win this tie for first, maybe even, I think, get the tiebreaker for first. 16-game winning streak. They started 1-3, and three, and now they're 17-3. and three. I love it. I love it right now, and I'm really excited. And because of that, we're going to do a DraftKings lineup. So for all the listeners out there, we've written out all of the price points for the players that are active tonight, and we're going to build – a captain lineup in DraftKings right in front of your eyes. The captain in this case gets 1.5 times the fantasy points. Same price as they would be otherwise, but they get more points. So if you choose the right captain, you have a much better odds of winning some money. The DraftKings setup is that we get $50,000 cap space to spend on players. And we're going to run through it right now and try to get some some players. You, you guys ready? Shane, John, you ready? I'm ready to go. All right. So we got the prices right here. I like starting out and, and you know, tell me to, to, to screw off if you want. But I like starting out with who's going to be our cheap guy. You, got, you always got to get a discount, guys, so you can start paying for the guys that you think are going to do really well. So we'll, we'll talk captain in a second. But when we're looking at the cheapest guys in the, in the um, 
in the pool. Who's going to be the cheapest? Right now we have, just to go over, some guys that are out for the night. For Phoenix, we have Kaminsky out, Sarich out, and Nader out. If you don't know Nader, Nader doesn't play, so it's okay. So Kaminsky and Sarich. Um, and then for Golden State, we have Clay, obviously, Wiseman, who's been out for a while. And then we have Damian Lee and Andre Iguodala. So we have some wings out for Golden State. We have some big men out for Phoenix. Who, who looks good to you guys? Um, the guy that has been standing out lately because he's been all over Sports Center with his dunk is, you know, how about Gary Payton the third? John, thoughts on Gary Payton? I'm going to toss him in the lineup right now. We'll start building. Yeah, I like Gary Payton the third. He's definitely cheap. Uh, 3900 kind of a do-everything man. He should get some stats across the board. So I'm, I'm down with that one. I like that. Uh, to flip it over into a big man, uh, uh, who should we go with there? What do you guys think? Well, so now we can start to play some uh, some economics here. I'm trying to just double-check who's available. I, I think there might have been a – I had this flag if Andrew Wiggins was playing or not. So we have an update right here. Andrew Wiggins listed as day-to-day is playing. So the wings got a little deeper on uh, on Golden State. I think we, we don't have – it's all util. It's, we don't have to pick a specific position. But Gary Payton for 3900 leaves us with 47400 still to go for five players. So we can average 9000 a player. That, that means we, we can go big. Now, the, the question here, I think we want to bring it back to the captain. Now, the, the, the captains are, are clearly going to be one of the best players in the game. We have Curry, we have Booker, we have Chris Paul, and I would say the next best would be Draymond. Now, that's in, in cost order. Curry averaging clearly the most fantasy points per player on this uh, at, at, in this game. But he's also listed as... Oh, nearly twenty thousand dollars. So that would be twenty thousand out of fifty thousand total. Do you think he's worth the one point five, or, or what? What are we feeling for our captain? Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I I love Curry. I think that's a little rich to invest pretty much all of our hard earned money in one player. Um, so Phoenix is actually favored in this game. So what do you guys think of one of those backcourt guys? A little bit cheaper. Chris Paul and Devin Booker average about the same. John, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I like Booker. I think this is a, a big prove-it game for him. Uh, and he's like 4200 bucks cheaper for whatever it is. So economically, I think, what was the difference between him and Steph Curry production-wise? So production-wise, to be very precise – Devin Booker right now for the year is averaging 39.4 fantasy points. And Steph Curry is averaging 52.6. Oh, man. That's so tough. if you 1.5 that, then Steph Curry is going to be around 78. And Devin Booker is going to be around 60. That's a whole other player. That's actually more than every player is averaging – below Otto Porter. Otto Porter Jr. and below is averaging less than 18. Yeah, I mean, I like Booker, but it's tough to turn down Curry, to be honest. I find it tough to turn down Curry. What do you feel, feel, Shane? (laughs) Let's roll the dice, then. Let's go with Curry. 
Curry. Okay. All right. So right now that that's a big chunk. And now we made some good decisions. We got our most expensive player and we got our, uh, our cheapest player possibly. So we still have six, around $7,000 uh, a player to go. So that means we can get some, you know, probably a couple good guys and then a couple more uh, affordable guys. Any, anyone sticking out to you? Who's going to have a great game tonight? Given that who's out, given who's, who's playing. Anyone, anyone uh, really, any, maybe two players? Who can we help out? Oh, I just, but he's a little more expensive than what we were thinking. Who is it? Bridges. So Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges. 10-5. I mean, what, what makes you think he's going to jump tonight? Well, I mean, I think Booker and Chris Paul are obviously going to get on. Maybe he's the odd man out that gets the cleanup looks, and he's had a pretty good year so far anyway, so why not? He's the cheaper of all three. We already have two Warriors. It's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be high scoring. Shane, any thoughts before I pull the trigger on, on I, uh, Bridges? Oh, I love Mikael Bridges. Pull that trigger. Love it. Love it. Okay, we got Bridges now. Nick we... should have drafted him over Kevin Knox. Right in line with our average, it actually brought up our average remaining left um, up. So we're still close to around seven thousand dollars a player. All right, no brainer, Javale McGee. He's going to tear Kevin Looney up. Javale, cheap, cheap. Just so the listeners 6, know, yeah, Javale, very affordable. We're looking at wow. We only have two more to add, two more players, and we have eight thousand dollars a player. So I'm going to actually just jump in right here because what has happened here, and uh, it's unfair to John and Shane, the prices for some of these players have actually changed. So for $8,000, I'm going to just name some players around that that frame and just let you guys run with it. So for $8,800, we got DeAndre Ayton. Andrew Wiggins for eighty four, Jordan Poole for 8000 and Otto Porter for five thousand, so big drop off there. Then Kevon Looney for forty eight hundred. So I kind of like Otto. I kind of like Otto Porter for five thousand. I think that's decent. What does that leave us? Thirteen thousand for one guy too. So it actually leaves us with eleven thousand dollars. Which uh, just to throw that out there, we could get Booker. We can get Chris Paul. We can get Draymond Green. Yep. We can get DeAndre Eaton. Who well, we're we not getting Draymond Green. Putting my foot down on him right now. Who, who do we want? We got, we got any player we want right now. I think we take Booker. Yeah. Right. I Let me throw Booker John. in there. So now, all right, so this is great. So I'm just going to read off the current list we have, and this, this is where we have a quick tweak before we, uh, before we move on and see if we win some money. So Steph Curry, Captain, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, JaVale McGee, Gary Payton, Otto Porter. Now we have $600 remaining. Is there any of those players you'd want to see if we can upgrade? What would be better if we put six hundred dollars on their name? I would say it comes down to Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton, or uh, or Javale. Yeah. So then it would be just doing quick math. Javale was like sixty nine hundred, right? So, and, and this is the this is the, the the problem is they changed their prices since I wrote them out for you guys. So Javale was actually forty six hundred, but if I x him out right now. All right, maxing out. We can get the only upgrade we can get on Javale is Kevin, and we, I think we like Javale more, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's keep right, so let's stick with Javale. Let's see what we can do with Gary Payton. So Gary Payton, I'll take him out. 
the upgrades we can get on Kerry Payton, the only upgrade we can get is Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, big man for Phoenix. We got some big men out. We have Sarich out. We got Kaminsky out. Is Cam going to play some big men against Golden State better than Gary Payton? Uh, um, but we have JaVale McGee, too. What about Jay Crowder? We don't have enough for Jay Crowder, I guess. So we don't have enough for Jay Crowder. Let me see what Jay Crowder is listed at. So Jay Crowder is a thousand more. You know, we could maybe let's see if we. Mm, no, we have the downgrade on multiple positions, so we'd have to get yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like lower than Gary, lower than Otto, to get um, Crowder in one of those positions. So it, it'd be a little bit of a mix-up. We could ride or die with this. I mean, Otto Porter actually with six hundred dollars more. We, we there's no upgrade available. So the only upgrades we have on this current roster is Cam Johnson. Or uh, or Kevon Looney. No, I, I think we run with what we had. We, we have a good plan, guys. I like it. I like it. Seth Curry, just to run it through one more time. Seth Curry is our captain. Then Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, JaVale McGee, Gary Payton, the second, and Otto Porter Jr. Going to be fun. Going to be fun to watch. Here we go. Submitting right now. Let's awesome. go. It's going to be a blast to watch this game. All right. Well, um, right. So that that's we a should tweet right that. there. Yeah, we can. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's see how how we do first. <laughs> <laughs> but any um any any last comments? I don't know if there's any uh, anything else we want to touch on before we uh we head out. Uh, I think that's it for me. The only thing I want to say is just uh, welcome back, Jeremy Lin. Step closer to getting back to the association. He signed in uh, Beijing today, so uh, hope to see you back in the Knicks later this year. Love that call out. Oh. Lynn Sanity, love it. Uh, wish him nothing but the best. And, uh, you know, Brendan, do you have any, any final thoughts? No, no. Uh, I mean, it's been been a tough week with some of the injuries. I know we touched on some of the pods. I just hope that hope that uh, we have a, a good, healthy rest of the season and hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Yep, for sure. Holiday season's upon us. Catch you boys next week. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy.